You are listening to the Icehouse Podcast, hosting conversations with gritty Kiwi business owners and leaders and industry-leading minds. Kia ora everybody, thanks heaps for tuning in to this week's episode of the Icehouse Podcast. My name is Briar and I get to host incredible conversations with our alumni about the highs and lows of running businesses, organisations and being in leadership. Today we recorded this episode in person in Blenheim after an alumni event we hosted alongside Hortus. It was a fantastic opportunity to bring the mic down south and chat with local owners and leaders about their stories. Today we have General Manager of the Graham Dingle Foundation in Marlborough, Calvin Watt, on the podcast. He has done our Taking Your Business Forward program. What I loved about this conversation is being reminded of how many similarities there are in building businesses and charities. The the two have the same challenges, opportunities, and they really need strength and leadership to drive the organizations forward. Calvin is absolutely the man for the job. He's very passionate about empowering young people to succeed and overcome life's obstacles. Let's jump into the recording now. I know you're going to enjoy it. I like to start uh, with a very open question. Just introduce yourself and what you're passionate about. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Okay, um, yeah, so I live in Renwick in Marlborough here, um, and I'm the general manager for Graham Dingle Foundation Marlborough, as you've mentioned. I've married with three lovely girls, um, mm-hmm. 12, 10, and 6. Um, I grew up on a farm near Balclutha, down south, um, four brothers, so having <laughs> four girls in my family is quite different. There's more hair ties and cartwheels <laughs> happening around the place. Um, my wife, Emmy is from southern Germany, wow. so we have strong links there. Um, lived there for a few years, and argue, I do speak German. Arguably, my daughter's is better than mine, wow. but that's a bone of contention in the family. So um, in terms of my role, I've been in this role for 11 years, um, but it's changed dramatically over those years as well. So when I started... There was one staff member, mm. now there's 21. Mm. Um, we had 14 young people in programs, now there's almost 5,000 wow. um, this year um, across five different programs. So it's, it's yeah changed dramatically. It doesn't feel like I'm doing the same thing at all. Oh. In terms of what I'm passionate about, um, the nature of my role clearly, make, having a purpose, and that goes without saying, uh, making a difference, clearly passionate about my, what I do. Um, I guess something a little bit more obscure I would say adventure if you ask me Mm -hmm. adventure so I've got a background in outdoor instruction so clearly into the outdoors um, kayaking and tramping and rock climbing and that sort of thing but I think it's broader than that in the past I've I've really been into cycle touring I love the idea of being in a space where you don't know what's around the next corner what's going to happen next you're putting yourself in a place (laughs) where things can happen and I guess that sense of adventure goes broader than just the outdoors it's it comes into different mm. parts of your life of yeah being open for interesting things to happen mm. that would be something i quite i do enjoy things being varied what a brilliant answer i feel like i within a, a minute know you so much better um but yeah that's so interesting and like what you said you know not knowing what's coming around each corner i'm sure an adventure that's it and also in business and running charities that's very similar too um so looking forward to diving into that um, for context, what does a day in the life of you look like? 
I thought of that question. <laughs> it is varied. It is varied. So yeah. it does align with what I just said. Um, if you ask my children, they mm. would say he speaks on his phone and he goes to meetings. <laughs> and to be fair these days, it's not too far from the truth. <laughs> Although I guess the flip side of that is I'm, I'm dealing with people. I'm working with people, um, with the team, people alongside me on different projects. So mm. that, that works for me. I enjoy that side of things. Um, and varied jeepers last uh, two weeks ago we were in a fundraising event and in the lead up to that i spent a couple of weeks calling people and asking them to be slimed mm. covered in green <laughs> slime on the day and that was the day it was literally business leaders from around here aj from hortus awesome. and josh they were part of it um the mayor and the deputy mayor sat here sat out here and got poured green slime on each other as part of their fundraising so that's just one Part. I guess I do spend a lot of time asking of people. Mm. So asking of people for their time, <coughs> their help, their money. Mm. That's, but there's probably a little bit more that goes on, on behind that. I, I feel like we've, <coughs> over the years, we've built up a sense of community yeah. and support. So actually, and this is what I tell myself, like mm. encouraging people to be part of our journey yeah. is what we're doing. So there's lots of opportunities for people to help fundraise or be mentors on our programs or yep. be part of what we do so probably yeah m my role is about that mm. encouraging people to be part of what we're up to mm, part of the community yeah it's very cool it's a very well-known organization in New Zealand but for those that maybe haven't heard of the charity the foundation before what do you guys do yeah as I said yeah we're dealing with young people from five through to 25 so mm. it looks different depending on our program I guess in a nutshell we're here to raise the confidence and take away some of the pressure points from our young people I guess we help to give them the tools and strategies to thrive to do well in life um, and we do that how we do that is through mentors mm. and and role models so putting real people next to real people yeah, and I think that's what we do very well so yeah, it's about opening young people's eyes to opportunities, giving them different perspectives and, and giving them the tools yeah. to make good choices. Amazing. And how did you how did you land this role or start working here? Because obviously, you know, you've been doing mm. things in different industries. Mm. What was the what led to the moment of leading this great foundation? It's interesting. <laughs> like the journey, and I won't give the full life story, but <laughs> I started like I did I studied accounting and finance mm. way back which is yeah, something that people look at me strange twice when I, and I say that, but that's where it started. And, and I, it's really interesting, the journey after, when I graduated, I worked as an auditor. And mm. at that stage, and I didn't realize it at the time, but I was having sort of values conflicts around actually the purpose and, yeah. and what I want. So I went from there and I worked in a summer camp, which was interesting. Um, and then over probably five or six years, juggling those two industries I guess personal development and accounting mm. and finance roles and then committed to moving in a different direction retrained as an outdoor instructor wow. followed a different path which over a few years led um, to the top of the south I worked at Outward Bound for yes. four years and then it was a short step across into the foundation from there mm. um, and to be honest my role now is a combination of all of those things like if yeah. it, it took a wee while to think about it but actually my role now in terms of managing an organization um, a lot of those accounting and finance and business skills come into play yeah. um, but also having that background in 
working with young people and youth development programs from mm. previous lives. Um, it all it all moulds together, so it's actually a really good fit for me. Mm. And I guess that's why I've been here for eleven years 11 now. Eleven years, and loving it. Yeah. yeah, that makes so much sense. It's funny how you can look back in hindsight and mm. go, "Oh, that actually pieces together really well." Can I go back a little bit and a little bit off script, if you'll allow me? No. Um, that moment of going okay, this isn't aligning with my purpose and my values. Was it hard for you to go, I've trained in this, I've put in the years, I'm now going to retrain at whatever age you were. Was that a hard decision to make? And I didn't, and like I said, I didn't realise that at the time, but the things, I do remember what I was thinking. I was, mm. I was in, a, not, I was in a, a good role, like well-paying role, and I was progressing in a, in a space, but deep down I thought, I was thinking this, I was literally thinking, the further I head down in this path, yeah. the more I'm going to get paid, the harder it is to make a life choice to change. Yeah. And it wasn't until roll forward, say 10 or 15 years, I was having it with my programs at Outward Bound. You talk about your true north and where you want to go and you further. And it was just like, oh, wow, those are the, mm. the conversations I was having in my own head way back then. I just didn't realize it at that time. Mm. So it is interesting how those things circle around. Mm. Um, and it, I did it over a number of years. Like I said, I was traveling and, and I was working in an office and then I'd go and do an expedition doing something completely different for a time. So I did sort of dabble in both yeah. ways and then over time made the commitment, I guess. Yes. That, yeah. So that's, that's my story. Yeah, it's so interesting to hear. We talk a lot or it comes up in podcasts around how life just isn't linear mm. all the time, that it can be bounce around and different opportunities come our way and gut feel is so important to know like you know following that sense of purpose behind what you do which is very cool and that's I mean on that note mm. that's exactly what we need to tell our young people mm -hmm. so we have a career mentoring program and a major major part or one of the key <clears throat> anxiety levels that our young people have is when they get asked the classic question of what you're going to do when you grow up. Yeah. Like, we all got asked that. Yeah. How do they know? How are they going to know? Mm. I mean, and to have that sense that this next subject choice or this next, this first mm. job is going yeah. to set them on a course for the rest of their life just isn't true. No. And probably that's something that our mentors share with their young people. They mm. talk about their life. This is where I started and I went over here and, that, and, and now I'm here. Like just mm. to take away that level of anxiety is like it comes through in our program. So sharing that story just with young people is actually sets them free, like to make yeah. choices and to follow what they're interested in. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so interesting. Okay, so um, let's deep, deep dive a little bit into the impact and benefits of the program. So what, what impact does the programs have on the youth of New Zealand? Mm, I think there's, there's the two parts to it is around developing, yeah, there's, there's five or more different programs in Graham Dingle Foundation, mm -hmm. but if we narrow the key essence, um, one is around developing self-confidence and self-belief. Mm -hmm that flows through every one of our programs Massive, yeah. and that connection with a, an important other person. So a mentoring or a role model or that, a real person to mm. help guide and help develop those things. Someone to talk to when you need it, that yeah. sort of thing. Those are the two key parts that flow through because yeah, running something with primary age right through to yeah. you know, late, late teens. That's one of the things. And you know, we, we hear the stories coming through from our young people, like, yeah, for our 
um, around having hope for the future. And when you hear hear the stories coming through from our young people that have been through the programs and sharing what they do, I guess that's those are the, that's the essence of what we're trying to achieve. Mm, very cool. Yeah, that's so interesting to hear. How does the mentor thing work? So you would. Yeah, how do you how do mentors come along your path? Mm. Is that through connections you build or your team build or people that put their hand up or a mixture? How does yeah. that look? It, it depends on the program. So we've got, um, I guess we we've got programs that run in primary schools, building. We have staff that run run them, building. Um, Great. Building resilient, talking about resilience or integrity mm. or positive relationships, how to work with each other. So we have their staff that are role models that are out in those schools. And half of the young people in Marlborough are in our program every week, which is wow. awesome. It's grown a great um, base. Huge. And so that's one part. And then we've got some other programs that are in the, I guess, the intermediate, stepping into college, that transition zone there. Mm-hmm. And so we train up um, 70 to 80 mentors, senior students, that connect every week with those year nines that have just started college. Cool. And so it's their peers yeah. that are working alongside them and delivering this information or providing that person to lean on or mm-hmm. to support mm-hmm. as they're transitioning into that space. Yeah. Um, and we have an intermediate program that does something similar. And then the other transition point that's really important is beyond college. So we have two programs that we're running here. So Career Navigator is in the colleges. So mm-hmm. we have mentors from businesses and some of them were at the event last night, actually. Cool. Um, and we reach out through our connections and sponsor connections um, to invite key people to come in and guide them in mm. that space. And another, and we also work with unemployed youth in that space as well. So yeah. same sort of thing for mentors. We invite them in from different businesses um, mm. to share their knowledge or open their eyes to different opportunities. Mm. Yeah. It's so cool because, you know, a program definitely has its place because they can learn and have those sort of aha moments and pick out the gold nuggets from those sorts of presentations and, you know, learning. But then to hear, you know, have, uh, you know, a coffee with someone or catch up during school time and hear literally their career journey or their experience through school Mm. um it's so relatable right Mm. so to have those two paired together is so cool and even if I think back I had like a family friend that was sort of four years older than me and she was always someone I talked to every time I was going Mm. from primary to intermediate to intermediate to college you know it was like oh what was this like and what was this like it was so nice just to have someone to bounce that off and learn from so yeah so much value and I think it's actually key some of our young people the the vision of what's next is quite refined like yes. it's often refined to what your parents do yeah or what so your true. auntie and uncle do and you might not have that wide idea of what else is available in the region so having that significant other person just to go hey, have you looked over here did you know that say um viticulture is more than just print like there's heaps yeah. of other roles in every industry out here that they just Wouldn't not know. normal for a young person to um, have those ideas or those perspectives. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's yeah. no, really powerful. And just that connection with someone local who mm, they can ask. Yes. And that's an enduring conversation that they can keep going. Totally. And having. business and career is a lot to do with who you know as well. So, it helps you build the networks from quite a young age, which is very important. 100%. And those mentors that we have, 
they don't need to come from a business that that young person's interested in mm, because no. they'll know people because they're yeah. connected to lots of different industries. So that's the that's yeah. the gold in it. And even our mentors get a lot out of it because oh, they, yeah. we go on site visits and um, head out into the sounds and look at the aquaculture. And some of them are like, I didn't even realize this was on our doorstep. So yeah. it's actually, yeah, it's it's quite a powerful thing to be the mentor as well. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's so cool to hear. Um, you know, you mentioned that when you started, you had like one staff member and, and you know, the impact was, you know, it, it's definitely growing over the 11 years you've been here. How does the foundation measure that impact um, of the programs on youth and the community in general? Mm. We're probably very fortunate away around um, how the Graham Dingle Foundation is set up. So there yes. is a national support office and as part of that there's a research and development team. Great. And so they measure the impact and work with local universities to measure the impact of all of our programs. Mm, great. Um, but locally in the delivery side of things, we evaluate and get feedback on an annual basis from our um, young people, from the mm. teachers that are out there as well, and from our whanau as well. So we we get we we're out there asking the questions and finding out what's working and what's perhaps not or yeah. what needs amended as well. So we try and do that annually as well. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I think it is interesting. I think like any business, the service that you provide you get a quite a bit of an indicator from your customers so like mm -hmm. every year there's another one or two schools that are asking for our programs mm. and want us to come and deliver doing more and more so i think that's kind of a good indicator that yeah you're doing something right as well absolutely that's so cool turning to to you and your leadership role and what you do within the organization um what has been the most rewarding aspect of your role as managing director or, yeah, managing director? Um, the rewarding side is easy. It's the it's the stories that come yeah. through. Like, it's the impact that you're making. And and they come through often. Like, that's the most inspiring thing. Yeah, um, how cool is it's that? It's actually, in our team meetings, or, or, yeah, in our team meetings, it's not uncommon to have tears. Mm. <laughs> Um, so which cool. is cool, like, and that's fine, and it's just the power of the stories that come through, um, which is why we all do it, and I think that's the overarching thing. Yeah. I think it's also um, a close second for me would be the development of the team itself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and they're often young people themselves that have come. We've had some great stories around. Uh, we've had some great examples of young people coming through from college. They've worked with us, they're in the schools, they're working there, and they've actually gone on to study alongside us, and now they're in the schools mm. that we're teaching. And I think, actually, I talked to the Brilliant. deputy principal of the local intermediate. They've got three of their ex-staff members working there, and he's, he, he was asking, when's the next one coming, Calvin? Um, but it's great. Like, it's to see that development within our team. We try and offer that within the organisation as well, but yeah. sometimes it's moving on. So it's yeah. that's definitely the – it's like any business, seeing your people develop and grow. Yeah. And we've been able to provide those opportunities. So that's probably one of the rewarding yeah. aspects. Yeah, oh, I'm sure there'd be heaps in – when you work for something so purpose-driven, right, mm. that it's the, the people and the stories that really bring it to life mm. and mm. sort of motivate you to get, get out of bed every morning and do what you do. Mm. Um, on the other side of it, though, uh, are there any challenges in terms of your role and what you carry? Hmm. I mean, the classic, and it's not dissimilar from any organisation really, is the, the finding the, 
the income, the funding. And I maybe the only difference here is around you see the need or you see the purpose. Yes. And you, yeah. Mm. You really, and so, so that's that's the challenge. That's probably where it sits mostly on my shoulders is to is to find the funding to help do the work that we do. And, um, but it's a challenge. Like it's it's getting people along. It's getting the community along. And it's being a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, using those business skills to look at your income streams and mm. to develop them and work alongside what's possible. And that's not dissimilar to any organization trying to sell a service or a product as well. So yeah. I think, yeah, keeping up with that, um, mm-hmm. we've, we've managed to grow our income over the, been done well and grown it by 10 to 20% every year for the last so long and and that means we can do more and we have been able to do more so that's satisfying but it is a challenge Mm. and making those decisions now when we're running various programs where you put your your focus on and just making those decisions so yeah yeah absolutely challenging times yeah yeah, for sure yeah side question but did Mm. did COVID affect you guys at all in terms of how you run or how you operate yeah interesting absolutely um but there's always opportunities that come out yeah, as well so yeah. it was we i am really really proud of how we responded to that so right from the start we responded i won't say pivoted <laughs> yes, <heard> that a <laughs> bit. We, we responded um and we felt that we wanted to keep the connection with our people to those young people. Mm-hmm. We yes. wanted to keep that. That was our part to play. So how could we do that if the schools aren't operating or whatever, if there's challenges around that? Yeah. So literally our team looked at what they could do and each program responded differently. But we were videoing our teams. Our, they're awesome young people that mm. were so creative. So we were videoing sessions and sharing it with the schools and with our young people and connecting in with them in different ways. So they've got a familiar face and we had yeah. such great feedback from parents and that. We, yes. they, we were offering ways to entertain or they, they were doing their lessons via um, video link. Yeah. And, and it was a big challenge, but we actually got really good at it. The mm. team responded and we're doing... Great, they were at home and passing, you know, doing the classic passing the ball to each <laughs> cool. other and catching. And so they were videoing their skill set from home and bringing together these awesome, mm. yeah, just to keep up that connection. Yeah. It's a familiar face um, that the young people could mm. connect with. So, yeah. yeah. Even more important at that time, right? And Absolutely. Yeah, and when parents and teachers were actually looking for content to be able to deliver to their kids during the school day, during after school, whatever it was, uh, yeah, I can totally mm. uh, yeah see the need for that during that time, that's Abs- for sure. Absolutely. And even our young people that were doing it in the college age as well, mm. they were preparing lessons to share with their, their year nines that are at home and, and helping them through different strategies and skills there as well so yeah every every program was different but we looked at the way that we could reach young Mm. people in the right ways Mm. Mm. that's very cool what advice would you give yourself going back to the start of your career journey is there any piece you'd give yourself Mm. um i think it is around that there are no wrong art answers Mm. there are no wrong answers I started in one direction but there's just different choices that you make along the way Mm. and I think that's that's important for young people to realize in general like you just need to move like go in a direction and then find find your path 
and often they circle back round, mm. like I've found. Um, and I think there's there is value in taking the time to find out where your passions and interests lie. Yes. And then to follow those. Um, and possibly one thing I've learnt more later in life is not being afraid to ask for help as well. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So actually, yeah, I mean, we run a program. We run programs with mentors. Like it would be crazy not to. <laughs> Think about that and, and get advice and guidance from other people yeah. around you as well. So I think that's actually a really powerful one. Yeah, no, mm. that's great advice. How, I, I, yeah, I pop this question in because I think, you know, Gra- Graham uh, Dingle Foundation is a big foundation. How does it operate region to region? So obviously mm. you're the managing director for the Marlborough Foundation. Mm-hmm. Do you have much touch point with an Auckland or... Or the other regions how does that work for mm. you yeah i think it is a strength i mean it comes with challenges mm. being around but i think it is a strength I, I like the fact we're our own local trust so i report to a board locally ah, cool. but we are aligned to a national organization so that's yeah. the setup which means we can be really locally focused mm. like we know our community we know what the need is we we can have those personal connections with those stakeholders around here and that's different to what is happening in Auckland or Hawke's Bay or Southland Mm -hmm. so I think that's a real strength and I think even even at a more basic level around connecting with the community and getting them along for the journey they want to know that this is helping their own local community like having that community of support and being along the journey Mm -hmm. um, that's actually a real strength Um, and I, I do like that like it makes those connections even stronger Mm. we do have um and we do connect with other regions so there's learnings to be made across across the country um so yeah there's there's definitely strength in that there's also challenges around making sure you're not replicating things Mm. and and, and that sort of thing but that's just that's probably a challenge with any yeah organization really but yeah I like what you said about having the local impact because you know your you know the the people on the ground know this community better than those in Wellington Auckland or somewhere else right so it's important and then those that you're asking to get slime on them or (laughs) know that it's going to be um all for a good cause locally with with the youth in their region so important I'm not sure I mean a a classic example would would the same people say yes to someone (laughs) calling from Auckland to say hey can you be part of you know like having those connections and those personal relationships are so powerful I think and that's what it flows through to programs so Mm. yeah it flows right through I think yeah that's really cool to hear um want to chat a little bit just about your ice house experience Mm. how did you first hear of the ice house in general um I think it was well you mentioned earlier we were at Hortus Mm -hmm. so um they're very a long-term supporter and partner of ours so I think it probably came I know that a number of their staff members have been through the programs yes. various programs and I think that's how it came and so actually they yeah there was mm. um, some local businesses that and Hortus is one of them that supported to mm. go on the program as well and I think it came about as we'd grown mm-hmm. the ro- my role had changed and just there was yeah a sense of hey as we as we grow the organization what does that look like and how can we mm. um, build on that yeah mm. cool and you went on our first taking your business forward um, so that would have been during sort of the COVID times yeah, and all that sort of stuff so obviously it was online it's an online program 
what how did you find it no it was brilliant but it, because i mean that time that time frame being online obviously yeah ice house responded yes. <laughs> in a yeah, way that works yeah, yeah. as well <laughs> um but it also the links there were awesome like there were actually mm. quite a few mold marlborough people and some Great. of them were there last night yes um so those connections, and I think it's probably what you hear from most ice house um, courses, I would imagine, the ability to link and share stories and connect with people yeah. in not dissimilar situations. And I think the, the, the big takeaway for me, and it probably gave me a sense of confidence actually, was that the, the challenges of, that you come across on a not-for-profit organisation they're just the same yeah. as what a small business or any business is going through. Like, it's it's really opened my eyes to the fact that we can operate with a business mindset. We're mm. in a different space and we do different things. But actually, the basics around running a successful organisation is the same. Yes. Identical almost to running a successful business. And um, that was really interesting and enlightening and... Yeah, it was, mm. it was, tr- yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love, I, I think it's so true because I think those in the charity or non-profit sector can sometimes um, think that there's different challenges to business, but so similar. And like you said, like any successful organisation actually runs the same. Um, you've, you've still got to, yeah, you still have to care about your people, culture. You've got to care about um, finances. There's got to be able to have yeah. some money coming in to be able to pour out the impact, right? So it's so important. Absolutely. Mm. And we've been, I think, the success around bringing good people around on the journey. Yes. And we've been very fortunate to have a really strong um, board with, with great business now um, and surrounding people. I mean, last night, AJ spoke around their values and building that and what how they work with their people and their and their purpose yes. like literally some of that stuff could have been a charity yeah that was sharing that 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 aligns incredibly so i think having organizations or businesses that are aligned so closely with what we do mm. and we're we're really lucky to have businesses like that that are aligned and and really supportive of what we do um that just helps us grow stronger and, and actually we can replicate mm. a lot of things or systems and processes and yeah. that businesses do. Like they're not dissimilar. Yeah, mm. for sure. I, I love that you've also, you know, stayed connected to the community. You came along to the event last night and I think, you know, there's such a great sense of community down here in Blenheim mm. in, t- in terms of just people being so open to helping each other out, sharing the good, the bad, the ugly mm. and bouncing ideas off each other. So, yeah, it was great to have um, a few awesome people at that event last night and, yeah. It is interesting. I ponder around that around the size of Marlborough. Like, yes. So we, I think, like we've got, yeah, over half the young people in this region are in our programs now. Like we've managed to build up a really strong community of support to help make that happen. And I do reflect on on some of the things that help that. And I think the ability in Marlborough, you can literally pick up the phone and within two minutes you're talking to a CEO of mm-hmm. one of the biggest employers in town. Yeah. Because they're and and they'll make time and they'll have a yarn with you. Mm. Um or they'll come and get green slime poured over them, <laughs> one of the other things. And yeah. I think that's that's a real strength of a region like yes. this. There's, there's a, it's large enough to have some really awesome business and industry happening here. Yeah. Um, but, 
but everyone's approachable. The, the, the kids of the CEO are in the programs that we run. You know, Very like true. there's that level of connection. Yep. And so they get it. They mm. have their kids telling them, Daddy, do the right thing when no one's watching and all these yes. <laughs> try, try again, all these little mantras that come through in the programs. And, and the GMs or CEOs of these businesses share those stories back to us as well. So, yeah, yeah that strength of connection. That's so powerful. Yeah, around the dinner table. What did you do today? I was on this program. Oh, okay, I've heard about that program. I'm going to be dunked in slime for you next week. Totally, totally makes sense. It's powerful sense of um, small, you know, small community and how that can really uh, help businesses to grow, help charities to grow and to be really, to thrive as well. Very cool. And like I'll just add, I mean, That they're part of what we do as well. So an ex- a great example is where we were last night. Like I catch up and I, and pick AJ's brains occasionally mm-hmm. around different things at strategic level. Great. Um, the G- Josh has been a mentor in our career navigator program for many years. Cool. Lucy has been on our board and helped with our HR development. Mm-hmm. Most of the team have been involved in some sort of fundraising event or wow. have jumped from planes together and raised money. Like. There's a sense, and, and and I guess we've we've our team have run sessions for their staff around when they introduce their new value set. Hey, the call came out. Our team talk about values every day and run sessions and interactive sessions. So there's, I guess there's that Great. alignment that you can develop between an, a charity and an org, and, and different businesses. That mm. it can be quite special as well if there's a really strong alignment. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, wow, that's amazing to hear. Back to the advice, uh, back to a, a form of advice. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have for inspiring nonprofit leaders who are passionate about making a difference but unsure maybe where to start or how to progress their mm. careers? Bit of a curly one. Yeah, I had to ponder <laughs> one. I think the sense of purpose is a really big advantage. Mm-hmm. If you've got that sense of purpose and you're, you're passionate about something and want to make a difference, I think that's brilliant um and that is a a major step in the right direction there is a you do need to develop the skill set to help make that happen i guess that's the flip side and Mm. that and that might take time and i think that's around surrounding yourself with clever people really and seeking their guidance as i said i've been really fortunate i've had really strong boards of trustees and business leaders connected to us that are happy to share knowledge and and be part of what we do as well and I've, I've been a bit of a sponge for that like this is definitely a team effort that makes this happen Brilliant. um but people also i guess i've also learned that if you can get that um sense of community people like to help i guess if they're on the journey with you mm. they will often say yes and they'll they'll find a way to help in some way so having providing people with the opportunity to help yeah is a good thing Totally, because yeah. so many people want to help. Hmm. They just maybe don't know where to start, what to do, um, yeah, where to begin, you know, and so it's cool to be able to help them along on that way. And I'm constantly humbled by people who say yes to me, <laughs> <laughs> who say, yes, I'll jump out of a plane or I'll wow. get covered in green slime. So, there, you know, like, there's just if, – if the, if the journey mm. is a good one and heading in a good direction, I think people will come on board and help along. Yeah, fantastic, well. fantastic. So cool to hear all the great work you do in the community and, and yeah, w- what you learned from the program, what you took out of it, uh, very cool. 
If listeners are interested in supporting the foundation, what can they do to help? There's, yeah, there's lots of different options. And I guess there's um, Graham Dingle Foundation in lots of different regions throughout yeah, the country. So sure. it would really be picking up the phone and talking to the general manager in that space. So there's the mentoring aspect is, is a real strength of what we do and mm. having that personal connection. Businesses, um, there's op- op- opportunities. There's lots of different opportunities to get involved with this organization mm. actually. So from, from whether it's um, helping in a sponsorship but it's more than that. It's like you can be part of the programs as a mentor or involved in the fundraising or as a board member or it's, yeah, there's lots of different ways. So mm. I think it's just reaching out and asking, you know, mm. and having that conversation. What does it look like? How can I help? Mm. Yeah. This is what I can offer. I think in the charity space, that question, how can I help is so important. I think in the past people have potentially gone, oh, I know, I, I think I know how I can help the whatever foundation, here's what I think you guys should be doing. But because they're not the people on the ground doing the hard mahi, doing the work, Mm -hmm. they don't quite know. And so I think that question of how can I help you and allowing the charity to go, this is what we need, Mm. um, is so powerful for anyone to do. And, um, yeah, it's a great piece of advice uh, to, to get involved and to use your powers for good, I guess. It's good. Love it. Um, hey, thank you so much, Calvin, for sharing your story as um, a leader. I want to ask you this one. It just popped up while we were chatting. Do you think you were born a leader or do you think you've developed the skills over the years? Ooh, curly <laughs> question to throw in. We'll, we'll finish on a curly <laughs> one. <laughs> um, it, it's an interesting. I mean, I probably it's not something I wake up in the morning and go, oh, I'm a leader. I don't mm. know. I, I, I feel like I'm surrounded by good people. Mm. Hmm. It's a hard <laughs> one. Some people say a bit of both. Some people are like, no, definitely had to learn it. You know, like it's, it's an interesting one, I think. Maybe or everyone's a bit of both, maybe. I think so. I think, and there's so many different styles of leadership. Yes. Um, that I think everyone's got an opportunity to lead in some form, mm. in some way. So, yeah, I don't think... And <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the, the full decision maker in everything that happens in this organisation, to be fair. <laughs> um, so in terms of being a leader, or are there several leaders that yeah. that help push this organisation forward in different ways? So, mm. yeah. Oh, it was so cool to come in this morning and to have such a nice greeting by Kerry and the team and... Um, yeah, you can definitely tell that you're, you've built a culture and everyone's part of building that culture. But, you know, you've, you've led a culture that is passionate about what they do and feels very comfortable around each other, which is really a positive sign of a great organisation. So well done for all you're doing in the community and building this amazing foundation here locally in Marlborough. Uh, looking forward to seeing, you know, what's next and cheering you on. Thanks, Thanks for, for the being. opportunity, Brian.